welcome to the Becoming a Better You podcast, where personal growth meets professional development. This is your source for soft skills awareness, enhancement, and personal mastery. I'm your host and your guide, Herm Allen. It is my desire that today you will walk away one step closer to becoming a better you. Thanks for tuning in. Hey everybody, thanks for tuning in again to another episode of the Becoming a Better You podcast with Herm Allen. I am Herm Allen. Today I want to talk about something that I came across uh, recently in, in, in my research or in just in my browsing around the interwebs, if you will. And I came across something related to uh, effective communication and specifically barriers to effective communication. Now, this is information that that I didn't come up with myself or develop myself. This is information that's based upon the work of Dr. John Gottman. And in particular, this comes from his book, The Seven Principles for Making Marriage Work. And so he's talking about barriers to co- effective communication as it relates to marriage, but I think these uh, suggestions that he has here uh, are expandable beyond the scope of marriage. And you can see how they fit once I I talk about them. And there there are just four four elements uh, or what he calls common problems to effective communication. And he also shares some quick antidotes in terms of helping to overcome those barriers uh, to effective communication. So I just want to quickly touch upon each one of those and give you an idea of where he's coming from. And as I'm going through these, if you will, see how they are applicable to your life, even if you're not married. But just in any other relationships that you may have, whether that's a work relationship, you know, your 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 friendships or, or other personal relationships and social relationships that you may be involved with. OK, the first barrier that John Gottman mentions is criticism. And, and by this, he means it's complaining by blaming. This may include an attack on the other person's personality or just bringing up a list of criticisms. There's no actual feedback that you're giving. You're just being critical and criticizing the individual. According to his research, he suggests that women are more likely than men to commit this offense, possibly because women initiate 80% of discussions in any relationship. Now, ladies, don't take this personal. But listen to what he's saying. It's just a suggestion because sometimes I guess in in communicating, it could come across that you are being critical 
and it, and it works both ways. He's just saying that possibly since approximately 80% of women initiate discussions in any relationship. Cause you know us men, we, we don't talk a lot. We are very silent and ver- non-verbal often. But again, this is just what he has come up with and, and found in his, re- in his research. You know, the way a discussion begins in the first three minutes determines the outcome 96% of the time. And this, again, is based on his research. Let me say that again. He says the way a discussion begins in the first three minutes determines the outcome 90% of the time. Now, think about when you are in an argument or if someone's criticizing or if you're doing the criticizing. Think about the outcome if this particular element is present during that interaction. Okay, does the, is the interaction based upon that criticism? So think about that. Now, the antidote or solution that John Gottman comes up with and, and mentions is that complain instead of criticizing by sticking to the facts, the actual facts of what's going on. And this is an element of conflict management. I, I'll touch on conflict management at some point, but complain by sticking to the facts. Avoid the terms always and never in your conversation. I, I've always heard, and no pun intended, but when you're speaking and you say you always do this or you never do this, those are absolute terms. Does anyone always do something or never do something? There may be occasions here and there where something may or may not be done. But I doubt very seriously if it's always or never. So you want to stay in the present and don't bring up old disagreements. If you're talking about one issue here, don't bring up something that happened a year ago, last month or whatever. Stick to what's happening in the present, what the present issue is, because Once you address something in the present, there's no need to address it down the line unless it's necessary, unless it's necessary. Something else he also says to deal with the criticism element that blocks effective communication is to focus on the actions and not the person. Focus on the actions and not the person. And this is a common theme, again, in conflict management. It's not always the person that's the problem. It may be the behavior that the person has displayed or demonstrated. Because, again, this is going back to not addressing personality issues and, and things of that nature. And you can do this by using I messages. You could say something to the effect of, I feel hurt when you, or it makes me feel when you, It's more about using I statements. You're not putting the focus on the other person, but you're focusing on how whatever is happening happens to make you feel at a particular time. So the first barrier he talks about again is criticism. The second barrier is defensiveness. And this is in in his explanation 
defending one's innocence and trying to avoid a verbal attack, counterattacking, whining, denying responsibility for a problem, or cross-complaining and taking the innocent victim stance. I don't think he's saying not to defend yourself, but not getting defensive because you may not like what is being said. And, and let, let me go back to one of my earlier episodes about when it's, when I talked about why words should never hurt you. And I'm not saying that they don't, and I'm not saying that they won't, but are you getting defensive because what's being said is true or false about you? And that's what you kind of want to examine and, and analyze is what be, what's being said about you true or is it false? Okay. Here's his antidote. He says that it's imperative that each person takes responsibility for his or her part of the problem. So if you're getting defensive, if someone brings up your responsibility as a part of the problem, weigh it against, is it true or is it false? In defending, you don't have to cross complain or take the victim standpoint state. Hey, that's not true. Explain to me where that's coming from or how did you come to that conclusion? Yet, if it is true, take the responsibility. Hey, you're right. Yeah, I'm wrong. I'll take full responsibility for that. Work on a solution and go from there. So defensiveness can be a barrier to effective communication. His third common problem that he talked about is contempt. Now, this is what he says with regard to contempt. He says that this occurs when one person acts superior or takes the moral high ground. He he says it's often accompanied by belligerence insults and or put downs and that these may be expressed non-verbally for example eye rolling smirking maybe even doing the you know smacking your, your lips like you know those type of things and in relationships this increases fighting in times of disagreement or conflict and he says it's considered the most powerful predictor of divorce contempt and again that can come from feeling like you're on the defensive and being personally attacked or you just don't agree with what the other person is saying well here's his antidote for contempt create a culture of appreciation and acceptance in all of your relationships basically he's saying treat people with dignity and respect Treat people with dignity and respect. So that's the third common problem that he uh, says is a barrier to effective communication, contempt. And the fourth and last one is stonewalling. And he defines this as withdrawing from an interaction, often due to feeling flooded or overwhelmed by negative feelings, negative interpretations, or mind reading. He says in relationships, men are reported to be the culprits of this behavior about 85% of the time. So women 
are more susceptible, according to him, in terms of criticism, and men are more susceptible in terms of stonewalling. And again, he says stonewalling is an attempt to flee the interaction, sometimes due to criticizing as a way of shutting down emotionally. See how, how, how these, this works? That the criticism can create the stonewalling and then you get caught in this vicious cycle and there's no effective communication going on. So there's some, some validity to a certain degree of what uh, Dr. Gottman is talking about here. So what's the antidote to stonewalling? He says that if you're feeling flooded, recognize the symptoms and, and take time out for yourself. It's important to set a time to go back to the discussion when you're calm, when you're calm. When flooding occurs because you're anticipating what may come next, try to stop your racing thoughts and challenge the validity of those thoughts, as in the case of mind reading. You may be anticipating something that may not even happen. But again, you're stonewalling. You're, you're to a certain degree, you're getting, you're putting up your defenses and your defensive wall and your defensive barrier. You know, often we do anticipate the worst case scenario, which may not even happen in the first place. So there you have it. Four barriers to effective communication. The first one was criticism. The second defensiveness the third was contempt and the fourth is stonewalling and if you want more information about barriers to effective communication with regard to what Dr. John Gottman has suggested here again this is information that I found from the seven principles for making marriage work all right thank you for listening to me spout out some information today but I hope it's valuable information that you can use and apply to yourself to help you to become a better you and with that being said have a wonderful day and always remember personal growth makes you better your mind. Orient yourself to excellence. Create a new mindset. Use your resources. Seek significance. These are the five principles covered in my self-published book, Focus. Five essential principles to reach your goals for students and other smart people. This book is not about goal setting per se, but instead takes you, the reader, on an introspective journey reaching your goals should leave evidence that you lived a life of significance. If living a life of significance is important to you and leaving a purposeful legacy behind is desired, then pick up your copy today, now available on Amazon.com.